Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, August 2nd, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, uh, nice to be back with you again. We don't get to do this as much as we obviously used to do, but it's always fun when we do have the opportunity. So uh, thank you for stepping in for me yesterday with uh, and pinch hitting with Ashley. I, I'm sure she was overjoyed to have a night not having to talk to me. <laughs> what were you doing last night? Anything special? No, just had some stuff I had to take care of. And even though I didn't end up watching it until Thursday, Wednesday night was the series finale of Jane the Virgin. So I felt like I had to observe a moment of silence for the entire hour that it was oh. airing. And mm-hmm. that would have conflicted. Although I will say I watched uh, I, I finally watched the finale after I finished working on Thursday night. And I'm not sure that I have any more tears to cry, but that's how you do a series finale. Excellent. And uh, yeah. you had uh, Hi- you had that discussion with Jaime a little while ago, right? I did. Yeah, we uh, I spoke with Rogelio de la Vega, uh, Jaime Camille, uh, I guess earlier this spring, and he talked about they were shooting the last three or four episodes. It was some sort uh, of spoiler of that he, he couldn't tell you, if I remember correctly, or was that a different interview? Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly. He didn't have any spoiler. He wouldn't tell me anything, but yeah. he said he hadn't even, I don't know. I don't think at that point he'd even read oh, that's the finale right. yes. yet. Yeah, uh, they right. keep everything really close to the vest, but thank you for bringing up that segue because that was an episode of tell me more this week on Saturday on tell me more. I will be speaking to, uh, Megan McGinnis, who is currently starring in the national tour of come from away. You know, her from, so many things. Uh, she was in the original production of Thoroughly Modern Millie, but she was also in Little Women. And we talked not only about Come From Away, but also the new cast recording for Goldstein, which is an off-Broadway musical yeah. that she was in mm-hmm. last year. Um, so had a great conversation with her. I have been a fan of hers for a long time, um, dating back to Little Women. And then one of the best recorded songs of all time, she duetted with Sutton Foster, who is one of her best friends, uh, on a version of Craig Carnelia's Flight that is on one of Sutton's album. And it is uh, remarkable. Robbie Rizal, I'm sorry for saying that, um, but it's, it's really great. But of course, James, to you, she will always be the star of Daddy Longlegs. Oh, that's guy. I was like, where have I know that name from? That's right. Yeah, and uh, Ashley is off tonight. I think meeting with her parole officer or something like that. She's moving again. She's moving, moving no, to I Brooklyn. It is is the moving to Brooklyn or is it Moulin Rouge or is Moulin Rouge moving to Brooklyn? No, Moulin Rouge was this afternoon. She went to the Thursday matinee. Oh, and a Thursday has... matinee. Did they set up a Thursday matinee so that you could see it? No. And here's the problem. As I'm looking forward to my fall schedule, uh, of course, you know me. I always love a Thursday matinee, but I have a friend who desperately wants to see Moulin Rouge with me. So I'm like, I mean, I guess I'll see it with you, but it it loses a spot. So I got to find another Thursday matinee to make up for it so I don't feel as bad. All right. Uh, So let's get into the news here we sort of teased it two days ago we sort of teased it yesterday and here it is today it's not five it's not seven but it's six officially announces its broadway plans yes uh james on thursday the announcement that we have long anticipated coming was finally confirmed as we learned that the viral hit out of the uk will be coming to broadway next spring following not one not two not three but four north american productions in 2019 now james as miss cleo predicted following 
the closing announcement of Waitress back in early July-ish, Six will be taking over the Brooks Atkinson Theater with performances beginning on February 13th and an opening night slated for March 12th. There had been some conjecture about whether or not this would be a limited run or an open-ended run. There was no closing date announced. So I guess as of now, it is officially an open-ended run. We've talked about the show a number of times, but let's get into some of the nuts and bolts of it if you aren't familiar. The show was written by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss, who started working on the show as students at Cambridge University, and then it had its premiere at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2017 before taking all of the UK and the interwebs by storm. Co-writer Moss also co-directs with Jamie Armitage, and the choreography is by Carrie-Anne Angrue. Uh, I looked up her name four or five times, and I still can't figure out how to say it. Um, she, of course, is not to be confused with Dancing with the Stars' Carrie-Anne Inaba, which is... Uh, a completely different dance person. But James, the cast wasn't announced, but with the company more or less sticking together through Chicago, Cambridge, Edmonton, and St. Paul, it's a safe assumption that they're going to be all coming to Broadway. Like I said before, one of them is leaving or has already left to go do Evita at the Regents uh, Air, or Regents Open Air Theater uh, in London, but she will be coming back. Um, you know, I, I've expressed my concern over that, and Ashley has too, and I think you might have even had James, but I don't really want to dwell on that. The word for the cast that just finished, uh, that's finishing up its Chicago run this week has been fantastic. So uh, I'd rather focus on that and the fact that this is the first original score of the 2019-2020 Broadway season, and people seem to love it, James, so I'm excited for this one. I, I don't think it's going to be a major awards contender, at least not in the Tony realm. Uh, but I don't think it really matters. This show is about having fun, and I think people seem to have fun. I hope that there's enough people to have fun seeing it at the Brooks, which is not a small theater. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see if it is able to keep some of that momentum that it's had in London and, and its previous stops here in the U.S. So my OCD is getting to me. Okay. You said that they're going to have you know, four previous U.S. productions before the Broadway production? That's correct. Couldn't they fit in one more production <laughs> so that the Broadway production is the sixth production? I mean, they could. I mean, they just threw in a random stop in St. Paul yeah. uh, recently. Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie, damn it. Seriously, every, Peoria, if it plays in Peoria, uh, mm. it'll play anywhere. But I, you know, as of now, I mean, maybe they'll do a quick, uh, a quick number uh, in Boston while they're in Cambridge and consider that a different one. Hmm. Okay. And which clever Broadway radio listener is going to get back to us and tell us all the different Broadway shows that have incarnations of uh, one through ten in their titles? Mm -hmm. So we have six. We have nine. We have one from a chorus line. What are the numbers? Well, uh, are we? How high are we one going? Plus we one plus one equals three. Well, you've got two by two. Yeah. Um, you've um, got six degrees of separation. Yeah. Um, you've got. Um, is there a seven? Is there like a Mickey Mantle show that we? Don't I don't know. know. I'm not sure whether there's one ten in the shade if we're going that high. Oh, but yeah. uh, I don't know if that's that might be too difficult. We should move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a starry count. Um, starry count. No, there. There is a starry cast. Starry cast announced for Old Globe's almost famous tryout. 
Yeah, this is another one that appears to be on the fast track to Broadway, James. As you and I talked about back in the spring, the show will have its world premiere at San Diego's Old Globe Theater starting on September 13th. Jeremy Heron will direct the show that features a book by the original film writer Cameron Crowe and a score by Tom Kitt. Lauren Lataro will choreograph. Leading the company will be Colin Donnell as rock star Russell Hammond. Casey Likes is the... Uh, going to be playing the young rock journalist inspired by Cameron Crowe himself, William Miller, Soleil Pfeiffer as groupie Penny Lane, and they'll be joined by Drew Galing, Anika Larson, Storm Lever, Gerard Cananico, and more. We will have the complete cast and creative team in the link in the show notes, obviously. Now, we did learn fairly recently that the show will include Elton John's Tiny Dancer, which is an iconic moment in the film, but the rest of the score will be new with new music and lyrics from Kit. And James, while this is a movie to musical adaptation, obviously, for me, it just feels like it comes in with a bit more gravitas. Maybe it's because of Cameron Crowe's involvement and Cameron Crowe is a legend. Um, So maybe it's it's that maybe it's because this isn't a romantic comedy, which so many of the movie to musical adaptations are, but rather a coming of age story that has a lot of mature themes. Um, But I feel like this has the potential to be a far more of a prestige piece than most other major motion picture musical adaptations. And this cast certainly doesn't help. Of course, I have my hangups with any Tom Kitt music, um, so that maybe pulls back some of my expectations. But in general, this just feels like a more substantive piece than we normally get from movie adaptations. So, uh, you know, movie adaptations... I guess SpongeBob is not really a movie adaptation, but that far exceeded our expectations. Well, and I didn't mean that. I just meant like, um, you know, we don't get a ton of movie musical adaptations that are really considered like great works of theater or really, you know, they're they're fun. Often we like Hairspray, fun, producers, fun. That's a little bit of a different because of the level of satire that it has. But things recently like. Um, Pretty Woman um, or uh, I'm drawing a blank on other ones because there have been so many of them. But like they're just they're generally, you know, fun, upbeat, romantic comedies, musical comedy things. This one is not that Um, at least the musical the movie version isn't that necessarily. There's a lot you know, there's some romance and stuff in it, but it's it's a lot deeper than that. So I just feels like this is coming in from a different perspective than we're used to seeing films adapted for the Broadway stage, at least in the musical stage. All right. What do we have in other news? All right. Let's wrap up the week with some quick uh, some quick hits of news. First, on Thursday, the Off-Broadway Alliance announced that their next 20 at 20 promotion will run from September 3rd through the 20th. How this works is that there will be $20 tickets available for a couple dozen participating Off-Broadway shows 20 minutes prior to curtain for 20 straight days. Those shows have not yet been announced but you can sign up to get the news when it is announced you will have a link in the show notes if you want to check out that my ocd is getting to me there i wish it was 20 off broadway shows for 20 minutes prior to for 20 days for 20 dollars it, it it is no yeah, yeah the number of shows the you said oh, 20, 20 off-Broadway 20 off, shows. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, maybe it will be. They, the, the press release says, uh, officially says, let's see, $20 tickets available to dozens of Broadway shows. So it sounds like it'll be more than 24. But maybe if it's maybe if it's 60, will that make you feel better since that's a multiple of, of 20? Uh, no. I'm going to have right. to uh, I have to talk to... Uh, Detective Monk? Monk, yes. 
<laughs> I was looking at Adrian's last name. Adrian. Adrian Buck. Buck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Also yesterday, Manhattan Concert Productions announced that Michael Arden and Stephen Aramis would respectively direct and music direct this February's concert production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. The event will be held at David Geffen Hall on February 17th, and hopefully they have better luck finding a lead this year than mm. they did last and finally, just before we started recording, we learned that tonight PBS will re-air Harold Prince, The Director's Life, in honor of the Mount Rushmore-level theatrical icon who passed away earlier this week. While it is scheduled to re-air at 10 p.m. on most PBS PBS stations, check your local listings. It won't be broadcast on my local WUCF until like 3 a.m. Uh, so on Saturday morning. So set your DVRs. It's easy to find. It's already in my... Uh, it's already in my cable guide, so I was able to set my DVR again. But, uh, James, I, I, this was one of the first things that I think a lot of people said, but I'm starting to hear that there might be not a physical fight, but there might be a bit of a battle between theater owners as to who is able to rename one of their houses after Hal first. Uh, it sounds like there are a number of theater owners who want to try to make that happen. So it's just going to be, I guess, I mean, do they have to file that with the Broadway league? Whoever gets their paperwork in first, I, I'm not sure, but it sounds like that could be happening sooner rather than later. So I wouldn't call it a fight. I'd fight. I'd call it a horse race. Mm -hmm. I got the horse right here. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. He didn't um, direct that one. I don't think did he? Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of talk about the majestic making it happen pretty darn quick. That seems, that seems right. Like yeah. that one. I mean, it's going to play forever. So, you know. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's his longest running show. Obviously it's the longest running show anyway. And it's, you know, and, and the name kind of fits with his name. I mean, yeah. Prince majestic, yeah. you know, I, I, the I think it's kind of Prince. Yeah. The Prince Majestic. Yeah. The Princely Majestic. Yeah, I, I I think just get rid of the Majestic. It doesn't mean anything. Um, you know, if we're going to need naming mm -hmm. something after it, I would hate for it to take away from another person who has a yeah. theater named after him. I mean, I know that happens, obviously. Yeah. But um, if you've got the Majestic sitting there with a show that he directed and produced that's been running for 30 plus years, just just make Phantom of the Opera play at the Harold Prince Theater. At the Shake Shot prince theater <laughs> we've already got the american airlines you don't think another company is looking hey to, american uh, airlines is great i know i have nothing against <laughs> it i'm just saying i know your wife works there um but i'm surprised that we don't have more naming rights for broadway venues than we already do i heard that the the off-broadway um uh you know where the lion was uh, mm -hmm. uh uh, theater Row. I think they're gonna get some corporate sponsorship for theaters one, two, three, and four. It was wild, wildly uh, named theaters. Hey, did you hear about uh, Mamma Mia? Is the most done uh, show in high school? No, you're muted. Oh, sorry. No, Mamma Mia. I was so shocked that I forgot to unmute myself. Mamma Mia is the most done school show in high schools. Yeah, that's what I just read. I just, I just read that. A show about a woman who is is having premarital sex with multiple people is a show that's done yeah. all over the place in high schools. Okay, good for them. I mean, I'm all for it. I just was – that's shocking. I didn't yeah. see that. I that that's from the, the EDTA annual survey then, I take it? I, I just read it on the internet. Who knows okay. if it's real or not, you know? 
I'll, I'll uh, check that out. I'll, I'll find that because I always love looking at that um, from the Educational Theater Association. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can find that and, and, and give everybody the total details on, on Monday's show. Uh, find out if it dethroned Danny or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that and like Susicle's been up there a lot lately. And, and this is the mid- musical thing. The, the, play, right. the play thing is usually Midsummer. like is, uh, almost Maine and uh, yeah. Midsummer Night's Trap. Dreams Midsummer always up there. Because yeah. yeah. you get those rights for free. Yep. Shakespeare's, yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thank you for spending some of your Friday with us and wrapping up the week. As Matt said, he'll have something in the feed tomorrow on Saturday and on Sunday, the return of Peter Felicia. And uh, this week on Broadway, and Michael Portantier and I will also be there. And then I think Matt and Ashley will bring you into the week on Monday. We'll talk to you then. Mm-hmm.